This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Corson, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And it is another Monday night, right after the Bachelorettes. We are here to recap with, with you guys. And today we have special guest, America's Life Coach, Stefan Lovegrove. Dr. Lovegrove, if you will. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, glad to be here. I, I feel like we just sat through an intense episode. Uh, yes. A lot of feelings, but uh, good to be here. Yes, I was, yeah, this how, might be one of the. Was I the only one that cried episodes? tonight? <laughs> no, it was a sad episode tonight. A lot happening, super intense. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, I was nervous all day because I saw that Katie had posted and said, "Watch with loved ones might be triggering," mm-hmm. and then I saw Mike Fleiss tweeted and said, "This is going to be heart wrenching." And I was driving home, getting ready to watch, thinking, is this like an ayahuasca healing ceremony? Or like, what are we about to sit through tonight? <laughs> I know, man. It was it was pretty intense. So we'll get into it. But first, before we do that, man, why don't you tell people about kind of what you do and, you know, why, why, why you're on and why you have so many relationships in Bachelor Nation, actually. It seems like you know a lot of people. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a crazy journey, and isn't it always? Um, so I life coach entrepreneurs and entertainment uh, people who appear on television and otherwise. Um, and I've been in LA and then briefly in Nashville, which I feel like you two are in a lot, right? Nashville. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, I've had relationships in LA and Nashville for years and, um, Katie specifically, I feel like both of us became very online people during the pandemic more than we ever have been. And so we ended up connecting through a roundabout way on clubhouse Uh, and became really good friends. And so it's been a wild ride uh, watching her go from, you know, first frame of Matt James season to here. But yeah, a lot of great people in the franchise, despite the tears of the the trauma, a lot of good people in this crazy world. (laughs) Amen. So have you watched the show before you knew Katie? Like, have you been a fan of the show for a while? Yeah, not extremely long. I, I mean, I guess it's subjective. I feel like I started around... Ben Higgins, JoJo. So what is that? Five, six years-ish? So I'm right yeah, there with you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's when I started, six. just because I knew Ben. Yeah. That's when I started watching. I didn't know that. That's what brought you in? Yeah, pretty much. And then okay. I, yeah, relationships snowballed, and I now know and pretty much mm-hmm. met everybody. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so is it interesting now watching the show being so close to Katie? Like, do you watch it through a different lens now? Like, how do you watch a show now? I mean, I, here's the thing. I don't think I can watch it unbiased. And so I watched the premiere and I was like, I feel like she shines in this episode, but that maybe that's just me. But no, I asked friends I was with and they were like, I think she's doing great as a lead. I think she's such a natural at this. Um, I don't know. I think everything, like it's easy to forget that it's human beings because we're so used to watching TV. And even when it's reality TV, you know, you know this, it's easy for people to have such harsh opinions and things. And I think it's all more humanized than it's ever been for me. So I definitely watch through that lens. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good, I think I always say that, like, we're not characters on a television show. Like we're actual real people, you know, like they were not playing a part, you know, so that, that is, that's cool that you watch it now through that lens, you know, more than, than ever before. Cause that's important. I think so. Uh, but that's kind of where the episode starts. <laughs> this episode, like, it literally jumps right into the drama right away. We open up, and I kind of forgot how last week it ended. And basically, 
Carl, I mean, Carl's just getting reamed by the guys, which I think is in good cause. But basically, it opens up with the Rose Ceremony cocktail party. And if you guys remember correctly, Carl had like kind of told, I don't even remember what exactly he said. He said that guys weren't there for the right he reason. He said there were several Katie. guys there not not there for the right reasons yeah, yeah. last week. And I think he said might be three, might be five, yes. might be seven, which makes it extra yeah. sketch that there's no real concern. I'm like, which is it, Carl? Three uh, or seven? He's still trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And even the guys were like, okay, who? Like, they're like, okay, tell me. And he's like, I'm not going to, you know, like, like trash anybody or whatever. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. And they're like, no, just do it. You know, and he couldn't. I, do you guys think he made that up? Do you think that he 100%. just wanted to stir the pot? I hundred yeah, percent. And I will say, I mean, this is a good example of ways. I think I watch it differently being extra sympathetic to the lead is I think it's easy for people to kind of brush off the right reason stuff as like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes up every season. We've heard this before, but from the perspective of a lead, you have to wonder once it gets brought up, like, well, who doesn't really like me? Well, who is, you know what I mean? And nobody wants to feel used. So I do really sympathize with the feeling of what a dark thing to put in someone's mind that like some of these people don't really like you. They're just using you. They're just using the show. I think that would mess with anyone's head. No, I agree. I remember, I'll never forget, I sat down with Ben Higgins one time um, right after my season of The Bachelorette. And he said one of the like scariest things as a lead is that people are there to get famous and they're not there for you. And that they're just putting on a show to get, you know, TV time or whatever, screen time. And he's like, that is really scary. So I agree with you. I think that actually, I mean, a lot of people are like the right reasons because of every season, but it is a big deal to the lead. It is because the, you don't have very much trust in that scenario. And so uh, I definitely, obviously confused katie i think to put it lightly uh but i loved the way the guys kind of kind of came together they united came together during that uh basic during literally during the rose ceremony i think it was like fourth rose given out and they were like listen um none of us like carl and basically we don't you know we don't think he's being honest with you basically is what they said and i love yeah, that person yeah mike mike basically said like yeah we agree as a unit <laughs> yeah as a unit and the, you see saw people mm -hmm. like nodding behind him which I, so last week, Katie teased and said something's going to happen in this rose ceremony that's never happened before. I don't think, and obviously we were talking about we haven't watched from the very very beginning, but like I don't think there's ever been that united of a front, right? That you all can recall. No, I, I no, I, I can't think of it. And if there was, they don't usually bring it to Katie like literally during the rose they didn't ceremony. Give like, it there a might speech. have been, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like stop the rose ceremony. Be like, I want you to know, like that was the first time that's happened for sure. Well, and here's what I will say I appreciated about it. They could have completely trashed the guy and said, listen, we all hate Carl. We all don't like Carl. And I thought he said it in like a very thoughtful, kind, loving way. And it really came across. I don't know if you all felt the same way, but it really came across to me as we just want you to know, I don't think you need to doubt this. And we don't like we know each other and we don't feel like this is the case about the guys. And I felt mm -hmm. like he said it in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that Katie was going to keep, keep Carl, which I figured she was going to because producers play a little bit of that. They saw Villa and they're like, oh, you should probably keep Carl. And also she might have been like, you know, at least he came to me and told me because she didn't know at the time that he was probably lying, you know. So it actually changed. It swayed Katie's mind, which I think was a big deal because she was clearly going to give the rose. And I think it was a good decision for her not to give the rose to Carl for sure. It, yeah, it also shows, I mean, the trust that she had in the guys. And I feel like she said in a lot of interviews, 
Um, she really does feel like this was a good group. You know, she said on happy hour that she's looking forward to men tell all. And Becca was like, nobody says that about men tell all. Right? Like what lead says that? Um, But no, like it it really does show she, she took the opinion of the guys very seriously. And I think that United front went a long way with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, Carl and I'm going home, and then another. Um, John like, went home. Yeah, John, he was one who, of my like dark horses. Episode one, I thought he was going to go far. Yeah, he, and he I, I, I noticed you you spent some time with him this weekend so, in San Diego, right? Okay, so I I just have to say this because this is the funniest thing, and you all do you all acknowledge the world of Reddit and spoilers and whatever on this oh, show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I, so I sure. don't, I don't, but I hear it all through Blake because yeah, Blake loves I mean, it's it. hard for me. Well, it's hard for me to not see spoilers and stuff like with all the right. like everything I follow no, and, and everything I hear. My DMs, yeah. yeah. Here's yeah, the impossible. thing: if you're in Bachelor Nation as a fan and you have one friend on Reddit, it trickles down to you. Is the problem? <laughs> you don't have to be on Reddit for it all. So here's what's so funny is uh, when we were all hanging out in San Diego several weeks back. We literally Which went to this I'm still bummed that we didn't go on that trip. Yeah, that trip. Uh, I, I couldn't have made that one. I couldn't you have made it. You should have. You should have. We were just but burnt out. We were five weeks deep in Nashville, yeah, yeah LA, all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got to recover from Nashville. Oh, That's I a was, whole nother I, conversation. But yeah, Nashville recovery is All I know thing. is we're still Team Nashville. We couldn't make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> team Nashville. Still the right. best party group. <laughs> At, listen, I'm not getting into that, but I'm with you. But this is the thing. So we went to this restaurant by total like accident, unawareness of anything, we go to this restaurant and then the rumors start circulating on Reddit. One of Katie's guys works at this restaurant and they just went there. And when I tell you by complete accident, the location was tagged and it looked so suspicious by, by total accident. And so coupled with spoilers that were out there and whatever, it spins into the funniest thing. Anyway, so I end up meeting John, but I will tell you this. If you saw, it was like a five second clip, but the guys clapped for John. Did you see this? I noticed Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Does Mm -hmm. that ever happen? I I was was thinking the same thing. I was like, I've never heard a round of applause for anybody. No, yeah. And I I have not heard anything negative about John from anyone. People loved him. I say in the house, they were in New Mexico in the Hyatt, but you know what I mean? (laughs) In the house, um, people love John is what the the vibe I can gather. And I I thought it was so kind of moving actually that people clap for him. Uh, And I'm personally hoping that he is like, Brett Regard and I were joking, grocery store John. Like, can he be that person in this season? Because I wish he would have gone further. And I love John. I think he's great. I'm I'm shocked he didn't at least make it a couple rows from You know, like her, him and Katie must have had like zero connection because he is clearly a very nice guy and everybody loves him and stuff. And he seems like a nice guy, so they must have had zero connection. Because sometimes leads pick, keep people like that around just to be like casual with and just like have a time where they don't need to be serious, you know. So I thought he was gonna stick around longer too, but unfortunately not. I'm sure we'll be seeing him more of him. I'm sure we'll be seeing more of him. For hopefully in paradise, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, we basically leave. You know, the road ceremony. Go to the next day. We have a date card. Uh, this date was so intense. This date was so intense. We had this group therapy date, basically, is what it was. It was a group therapy date. Even like the lighting and the like chairs in a circle and everything. It was just, it was, it was crazy to me. But it did get very intense with a few of the guys and obviously Katie, which we'll get into. We'll be right back.
I want to get your guys' take on the Thomas confession, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, basically, he says, I don't even know what he says. He kind of rambles a little bit. He rambles well, quite a bit. Well, a he lot he opened episode. up with, uh, he was like, yeah, you could build a platform here. Yeah. So basically, he says, you know, I came here, which uh, that part I'd get. Like, he's like, I came here not think because I've said that before. Like, I didn't go on the show necessarily to fall in love. I didn't actually think I'd fall in love. And then you do. And I think that's what he was trying to say was like, I came here for an opportunity and now I'm starting to get feelings for you. But he said it in a horrible way saying like something about, you know, I, I knew that I could build a platform um, date the week before. Yeah. Like, like it's just some weird stuff. Um, what was your guys take on that? Do you think he was like way out of line with that or what do you guys think? Okay. I have two thoughts about Thomas and I'm going to preface this by saying, cause I never want to eat my words. Right. And I feel like 90% of people, you see them on TV, whatever you think about them, you meet them in person and mm -hmm, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, damn, I had fun with them. So I say all of that as a disclaimer, I'm just going off of what I saw. Um, but number one, I don't know if you all ever spent time in a mega church. That was a past season of my life, but his confession reminded me of when like, a megachurch pastor would be up there and there'd be keys playing behind them and they would be talking about their like dark season of life. And they would just throw out some wild stuff and be like, you know, I had some dark days and they just throw out some things and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they just move <laughs> on in an emotional moment. And I'm still sitting there like, I mean, did you hire hookers? Like, what did you do uh, to the pastors? To be clear, not Thomas. I'm not trying to start stuff to the pastors. But but my point is, I feel like he planted seeds and he was like, you know, there was a girl a week before I came out and I have to watch it back because full disclosure, I just watched it one time through and now I'm recording with you all. I need to watch it back and like yeah. a little bit slower, but he threw out so many things and we never circled back. And you saw Katie try to circle back. And she said, <laughs> but can we talk about some of those red flags, like pink or red or like yeah. burning red? Like, what are we talking? He was we deflecting. never got an answer. Yeah. We never got an answer, right? No. And yeah. so that that concerns me. Here's the other thing I have to say about the Thomas thing. I think it's very different, and this is maybe a double standard, but I think it's very different Bachelor versus Bachelorette because when you watch The Bachelor, it does feel like a lot of these girls know the show, right? It feels like they've watched it for years. Yep. They've been yeah. preparing for their speech. And I'm not even mad at it. Like when Peter and Hannah Ann broke up, I thought Hannah Ann's, you took this for me, it was perfect. But you can just tell they know the show. Bachelorette, though, especially recently, the Clacia season and this one, it feels like they cast so many guys that have, like, never watched an episode in their life. And so you take, like, too pure for this world, John Hersey. He's not thinking about being The Bachelor. He's overwhelmed by Instagram. You know what I mean? So, and I love John. Yeah. He just texted me. I can <laughs> say that. But my point is... I think that's why the Thomas thing was so jarring is so many of these guys, like you watch Michael A, he said, I love you to one woman his entire life. He's so genuine. I think a lot of these guys are not thinking about Bachelor. They don't watch the show. Mm -hmm. They're unaware of how much money, honestly, they're too pure for this. They're unaware of how much money you can make as an influencer. And I think that's why the Thomas stuff extra rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. It's a no, good I, point. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point because I think you're completely right about the bachelor. The 100%. women watch show know what to say, and then the, the guys and I they the guys do. They don't ask know what me, they're getting into. No. no, and they ask me. They do ask you during the process. Like, have you watched the show? Are you a fan of the show? All that kind of stuff. So they do know whether or not you know. And I didn't at the time uh, when I went on the show, but I had then all of a sudden. But I tuned into 
Ari's season like crazy because I was like in the process. So I was like, okay, <laughs> what am I getting myself into? Kind of thing, you know. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of guys who have no idea what they're doing. I mean, Chris Staples, the the like dunker who was on my season. I don't know if you remember that. He literally got casted 12, 48 hours before the show was filming and he had no idea what he was doing. He was like, do what, what now do we get Wild. roses? What are, what are the roses mean? Yeah. It was so funny <laughs> to see. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, so let's just say Thomas has some red flags. It seems like, um, it was, it and we'll was get cool into Hunter open up tonight. I was saying there's some other date. cool. Yeah. And then Hunter opened Connor up again. Uh huh. Um, I think it's sad that that date was like a little bit overshadowed by Thomas, to be honest mm -hmm. with you, because I, I actually, and last week with the Aaron and Cody stuff, I felt like a lot of people online were saying this doesn't feel super real to me. And I, my suspicion is it's because it was very condensed. Like, I think there, it was probably a longer conversation if I had to guess. Um, but I was like, you wanted real, you got real. I mean, we went for it. And I mean, people were, I saw people on Twitter saying, I thought Connor was going to go much darker than he got to with all of those yeah. things leading up to it. Were you all getting nervous? Going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was like, even though it was a little bit forced to make people go there right away so fast, I was actually very proud. I thought for Hunter to open up so much, that was a standout. Um, I respect anyone who works on themselves. You know, I was getting nervous. I was like, Connor, where? Because I'm getting nervous listening to this. But for Connor to say, like, I really had a wake up call and I, you know, I read every self help book under the sun and I had to become a better person. Like, I, I thought it was honestly very cool to see a very real conversation. You wanted real C's. Now people are going to be like, never mind, let's go back to too my real, wrestling. Too I don't real. want to watch this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a little too real. But uh, I agree. I think the show, I thought maybe the only thing I'd say, maybe it was a little, it was a little early. Like I understand having those conversations come like if you're going to go into hometowns kind of thing. So I felt a little early maybe. But I like that the show spotlighted men being vulnerable and men being able to talk about you know, past mistakes or, you know, whatever it is. And it almost did seem like therapy. So it was very pro therapy. You know, I'm very pro therapy. And I think being able to open up like that is huge. And so men doing it on national television, I think any, in any form is fantastic. So I applaud the show, at least for that. And those men themselves for opening up. Um, as well as also, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, obviously extremely vulnerable Katie. Uh, and it was crazy to hear her say like her, she said her mom or something like her family. Her, didn't yeah. Her know, mom, right. No. Yeah, yeah, her mom didn't even know about this. Um, and she got obviously very deep. She talked about time where she she framed it in an interesting way. She said basically that I didn't give consent. So she didn't, it was kind of interesting, like the wording she used. I actually, I actually thought it was a good thing. I like the way she said that because a lot of people think like sexual assault sometimes means like rape. You know what I mean? Like that. But she basically said, like, I was, but I didn't give consent. So it was like a way of her saying basically like. I think there's a, sexual assault is a huge is it can be a lot of different things and I think for that for Katie to say it in that sense it shows like it doesn't necessarily have to be you know this insane cruel horrible thing I can just be her simply being like I didn't give consent you know and that's huge for her and her getting you know teary-eyed and opening up in front of those men it takes a lot of courage that took a lot of courage on Katie's part so it's cool to see yeah I you know I will say obviously I know I'm watching with a different lens but um that scene messed me up. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely cried watching that scene. Um, so proud of her. And I, I think you're right. I think, I think the consent conversation is difficult. And, um, 
you know, I, I had an, th- 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 here's the thing, this may be very heavy, but it's also real stuff. And I think that ultimately beneath the producing and the drama and the whatever, people do watch for those real moments that break through. And this was one of them. And I think, um, you know, I had a situation when I was like newly out, newly dating, whatever. um, And I was out on a date with someone and literally blacked out, woke up in a bed, didn't know what was going on. And it took me a long time to come to terms with like, that's not okay what happened. And I didn't come to terms with that right away. And so I think this conversation about coming to terms with what has happened to you and consent, and it it is a conversation that obviously society has come a long way with in the last 10 years. I feel like the franchise has come a long way with this. Um, And I, anyway, I cannot say enough things how proud I am because that's not an easy thing to talk about. And the mom thing, I mean, when she looked at the, that's when I lost it because I thought about how I had a conversation with my mom about stuff and it, my mom was so upset and that's exactly why I didn't want to tell her, but I felt like at some point I needed to tell her. And when Katie looked at the camera and said that, I was like, she knows her mom is going to have to watch this. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a brave thing to do such a real moment. And, and I just want to say for anyone listening, cause I, we just know statistically, it's probably a massive percentage of people that have been through this. And I just want to send love to everybody listening who has, because, um, nobody deserves to have any sexual experience that they didn't consent to. And I just want to send love. Cause I know this was like a heavy thing for a lot of people to have to think about. Um, hopefully though, you know, a friend was texting me watching and said, how many people watching this? are going to be able to speak their truth, even to just themselves or a friend in their life about something that maybe they've been in denial about, or they felt shame and felt like they couldn't talk about. And I I honestly think this is one of the most important conversations that could be had, not a fun bachelor night moment, obviously. Right. Um, But I, I didn't, I thought it was a very important one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I agree completely. And I think what you said is great where people watching are going to be able to like come to terms with them like with themselves, because I think Katie mentioned, she's like, I even dated this guy for a while because I didn't want to admit to myself what had happened. So I thought that was an important thing to say too. Like she, you know, she tried to almost like make it okay, but it, you know, it wasn't. And so I hopefully gave the courage, you know, a lot of women out there watching the courage and men, the courage to, to kind of talk and open up about what they've been through. Cause it always helps to talk about things. Always helps. Doesn't matter how hard it is. If you talk about it, it helps. So good on Katie. Uh, that's our bachelorette, you know, that's our bachelorette. She, she's crushing it. She's doing a really good job, I think, as a bachelorette. So it's cool to see. Yeah. And um, I, I also think range of like, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to harp on this part of it endlessly, but I just think it was also like, I think for her to explain her history with sex gave a lot of layers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I won't call any podcasts out, but, uh, there definitely have been some that are like, so what does sex positive mean? Like, does that mean just be a whore? And I'm like, do some research mm-hmm. before you go on air people. And I think for her to talk through, like you all know me as this very sex positive sex forward person, but like for years, this wasn't something I felt safe doing or had any desire to do at all. Like, I also thought that filled in some, some parts of her story. And I, I yeah. And I, I just think she has great range. She can go from like, let's be goofy. Let's be fun. Let's have cat costume, piano date, whatever. Mm-hmm. to like, let's talk about the realist stuff. So I think she's killing it. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think we're getting to see a lot of different sides of Katie, which is cool to see. Cause obviously that was her like 
brand, I guess it was like six positive, the whole, you know, the vibrator thing and all that. Now we're seeing other sides of Katie as the season progresses. And I think people are just going to fall in love with her more and more. So that's a good thing to see. And one of the things I did enjoy, and we talked about a little bit, I want to touch a bit, bit more was Thomas at the cocktail date. She called him out again a little bit more or the, yeah, the, the after or the whatever it was, the cocktail party. Yeah. She called him out a little bit more. She tried to get some answers. Like you said, she tried to get some answers. And this is where a huge red flag went up for me for Thomas. And that was, he basically love bombed her. And that's saying a lot on the bachelorette. Like, cause that's basically <laughs> what the bachelorette and the bachelor are is like, it is like love bombing, but he did it when he was backed into her corner, when he didn't want to answer a question, he more or less love bombed her. And that's when right there, I was like, Whoa, this Thomas guy's trouble. That was the moment for me. It wasn't necessarily his therapy confession. It was that moment for me where I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, this guy's she, bad she shook him so bad the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went back and tried to like mm -hmm. make it better. And I was like, man, this is, this is, he's desperate. And that was a red flag for me. I, you know, there's a time and a place for a speech, I guess. But I think one of the things, cause Carl, I feel like his, what did Heather McDonald say? His speech was like 18 minutes or something <laughs> yeah. uh, at the date. I feel like these speeches are the red flag of the season um, because I just feel like Thomas has a speech for everything. And listen, there's no one who believes I'm all about move away from fear, move into love. But when he started going into that fear and love, I said, but what are the red flags? Like, yeah. this is where I'm just, and maybe this is like a very coachy lens of like, I know how when a, a client of mine doesn't want to talk about something, they dance around it. I was like, Thomas, we don't need another speech from you. We need answers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stop dancing around it with the speech. Um, but I, I think he just is very good with his words is really the issue. Yep. Agree. He hits those key words. Like he, he almost like he knows what words to say to get people to react a certain way. Like, yeah, I, I think there's red flags all over that conversation. Um, and it kind of ended there. The group date ended. Uh, I honestly can't remember who got the rose there. Who got the rose at that group date? Connor. Connor did. That's right. I'm, I'm starting to like Connor. I, I never have I like not liked him. Yeah. I haven't never not liked him, but I wasn't sure about him. Um, but I like Connor. He's, he's, yeah, he seemed him and Katie seem to have a pretty and good And also connection. it was great. I think it was Aaron called Thomas out saying, uh, this morning you were looking for a platform tonight. You're looking for a wife. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So I have an honest question for you about specifically, cause you've obviously been through it. He tried to pull Thomas tried to pull a pivot of like, okay, maybe I came on for the wrong, whatever. But I, I now I'm really into you. And it, it kind of reminded me maybe of Jed of like, yes. okay, the musical platform was in my head. But here's my question. Do you think there's anyone who's ever has or is going to successfully pull off that pivot of like, okay, so I did come on to be the lead, but now I'm in love. Or should people just not say that? Or like, what do you think? Because I think it's interesting that people keep trying to confess to that. And I don't know. I, I mean, I guess Jed took him pretty far. I was but just going to say, know. Jed actually technically did. Right. I mean, he, he, yeah, they ended the up together. Um, because he he pulled the. I don't know if he pulled the. I can't really remember. I was actually in Paradise when it was airing, but I heard about it. But he basically pulled, like, I came here for a platform to build my musical career, but now I'm in love with you, and this is you know. And I think he did it. Actually, he did it in a good way. Like, I think he framed it the right way. But no, I think that's you know one for I don't even know how many. A lot now. Are there a lot of people who go on there for a platform, for an opportunity, for to be the bachelor? One hundred percent. I can name a few, uh, but they've never admitted it, and they're not dumb enough, I guess, if you will, to admit it on camera. Um, now, is everybody there necessarily to like 
I'm here for Katie to get married. Like that's my plan. I think that's a little ridiculous on, you know, there's like two, two far ends of the spectrum. Like, I think it's also ridiculous to be like, Katie, I saw you on TV and I knew you were my wife. Like, Whoa, that's, that's a lot. Um, so no, exactly. I think it's somewhere in the middle where you, like I, I went on, like I said, I was like, I, I was bored. Like I was treading water in life. I needed something new, something exciting. I was like, I'm going to go on, make some friends, maybe travel and maybe I'll like the girl. And I ended up really quickly being like, Oh, <laughs> I really love this girl. Like this is going to be rough. So you can't have either side of the spectrum. I think you just got to be somewhere in the middle, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've tried to find a middle ground with it because um, I think people know, or some people know, um, Katie was on TikTok and like started doing that in the pandemic, built a platform, had something like 300,000 followers. So I said this the other week about Greg, when we were discussing the acting thing on a different podcast, of, you know, is it inherently bad if someone like is in entertainment or is an actor? And I said about that situation, same thing. Like I coach people in entertainment. I have no judgment on that about someone wanting to build a platform of some kind. But I think you have to at least genuinely like the person, genuinely be, be building a connection and open to an engagement because that's where it's supposed to go. Yeah. And I think that it just got fuzzy with Thomas. I'm mm -hmm. still thinking about the girl one week before. Like, I, yeah. there's just too many open loops that I don't feel ever got resolved for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I agree. And yeah, it looks like we'll get into the preview, but it sure looks like this whole next episode is gonna be the Thomas episode and everything. I have that. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Thomas yeah. Show next week. Yeah. Thomas show next week. So that's going to be interesting to see. We'll get some more. He's getting airtime. I mean, yeah, he's, sure getting what he wanted. he's getting, he's getting his platform. <laughs> yeah, he's getting what he wanted. Oh man. Um, so, uh, we move on from cocktail hour, but you know, like we said, uh, Connor gets rose, uh, when we go into a one-on-one -on -one date and this one-on-one -on -one date I've seen, like, I've been watching since my season. So not that long, but I might have enjoyed this one-on-one -on -one date for The Bachelorette. I've seen some really good Bachelor one-on-one -on -one dates. But I like this one to be my one of favorite Bachelorette one-on-one -on -one dates yet. This um, may have been Michael the most a. powerful one. It was very I've powerful. Um, Michael A. Get, gets the one-on-one. -on -one. They, uh, they, <laughs> I love Katie rolling that. She rolled that buddy. shit right off the Holy jump. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> that no, that was wild. That was. Like, I, here's the I, thing. I thought, I, I thought that was gonna be part of the date, but she was just solo. Yeah, she was like in the no, previews. That was before <laughs> yeah, the date like, even started. Yeah, like last week in the previews, I was like, oh, this. I hope they're okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, it's just I, her. <laughs> I'm starting to get nervous because I feel like we've seen so many ambulances that are like false flag. Yeah, Come on, right. it wasn't serious. First, the Rachel skydiving thing last season that looked <laughs> yeah. pretty serious. Yeah. And then this thing rolling over. I'm like, are things more dangerous Didn't than we think? Didn't they roll an ATV last year on Matt season yeah. two? Serena or Was it Serena did. or Piper? Piper, I don't remember. Wild. Yeah. yeah. But I would have to say, Katie handled it pretty well. Like, yeah, she, she was, was just like, laughing. whoa, and kind of like giggling. <laughs> like, she was clearly shook. But like, I feel like a lot of women would have like cried and like been bawling <laughs> and been like, you know, but she handled it like a champ so yeah because she's um, got to be such a tiny little thing too yeah she's, she is small you can tell when she stands next to these guys at the yeah. like when they cheers the champagne class i'm like are they that big or she, how big is she i've never, well, never okay. heard of a person so i'm i'm five six i'm the worst judge of height but i will okay. say like i do think most of her guys are pretty tall oh yeah, yeah. Which, i mean every, i mean yeah. people say six feet is short on bachelorette so i mean i think her guys are are pretty big she doesn't strike me as a tiny person at all but i'm again i'm five six so don't right, ask right, right. me yeah, yeah. i'm the wrong i'm the wrong judge <laughs> Yeah, I think the average height on my season was like 6'3", probably 6'2", 6'3". Like, it's crazy. Yeah, the heights on Bachelors so, is insane. So, wait, I have a question for you, too. You've seen two one-on-ones now. 
thoughts on the vibe of this one-on-one versus the last one? Ooh. Ooh, that's With hard. Greg, because that was heavy. Because they were both feelsy, and viewers seem pretty invested in both. But what, what were this, your thoughts now that we have a contrast? Okay, Eric, you go. You go. I, this one, to me, was just like, this is beautiful. Where, like, I think he had the one of the best quotes I've ever heard. He was like, what a gift to be able to fall in love twice. Yeah. Yeah, that was tonight. And, yeah. and he, I, listen, he still addresses, as well. yeah. he still addresses her as his wife. Like it is just, it's amazing. Like how so much, you, how high what, he, he puts her in regard still. Who do you think she has better chemistry with right now? Greg or Michael? Eric. Oh, me. Yeah. Uh, that's tough. The, <sighs> I'm, I'm going to say Michael at this point. Really? Whoa. Okay. So, Okay, so I'm gonna. I definitely think this day, this one-on-one day, was great. They're compatible, and I, I, I really. So, so first of all, if you guys, for those of you watch, obviously Michael kind of you know talks about his his late wife, basically getting diagnosed like right after they had a baby. It was it was really sad, and she passed away. Um, but Katie was so emotional, like in her ITM, she was like breaking down and crying, but like in a, in a good way. Like she was, you know, she was like, I'm sad, but I'm also like happy that he's you know willing to talk about this and like fall in love again and all that kind of stuff i still think though the chemistry and connection is with greg i just think i think it's been a very emotional week for katie and that does take a toll men or women opening up to you and like sharing their (laughs) deepest darkest secrets and like what the you know these past traumas it weighs on the lead it does i've heard it from becca i've heard it from ben i've heard it from nick it weighs on the lead and i think everything kind of came like it just came to a head with her during that day. And that's why she was emotional. Now I think obviously it has a lot to do with Michael too in that story, but I think it was just a long week for her. Uh, and so I think still, as far as the chemistry, I still think it's there with Greg, but Michael came out of nowhere for me. I didn't see Michael. She recognized because she made a comment like in her ITMs was she's like, this is, this could be like a forever love. Like yeah, she recognizes she, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. That, you know. that, no. And that's, so here's the thing. I feel like there are things people miss where I'm like, it was said, but you had to listen. Right. And in week two, there was this very brief conversation with her and Michael A. And I actually, I thought it was super cute. And Michael A was like, I kind of want it. Cause she didn't give him any date. She didn't put him on any date week two. Do you remember this, Eric? Yeah. Cause I was going to, is this when she pulled him aside? Like before the rose ceremony, like making, like right. reassuring he, she, him that he's safe. And he, and I actually thought this boded well for his confidence. You know, we love to see a confident man. And he was like, I kind of wanted to believe that like, maybe you felt sure of us that you could explore other things. And I was pretty, you know, I was going to be good. I wanted to believe that. And, and so I feel like people were sleeping on that and missed that last week. But then this one-on-one date came and I'm like, this is Michael's season to lose at this Mm -hmm. point. And I honestly, I think, A lot of what it highlighted for me, I did think Greg's date was very moving, but I think a lot of that was Katie opening up and the space that she holds for these people to be open and vulnerable and to share. And now that we saw Michael A do it, I'm like, maybe there's some other connections. And listen, I'm not trying to hit on the Greg people. I know there's so many Katie and Greg uh, stands out there mm-hmm. and definitely obviously a connection there but you're right the Michael A thing just changed the whole narrative we'll be right back
I said this at the beginning of the season, and I think Katie seems like such a, she is such a genuine human. I don't think she's going to be able to fake it through this process. Like, I think there's been leads in the past that can kind of fake it here or there if they need to. I think we're going to be able to read it all over Katie's face. She might be so, one of the most realist bachelorettes yeah, we'll yeah. ever see. Mm-hmm. So on these dates, we're going to be able to see whether or not she's into somebody. And she's clearly into both Greg and Michael. Uh, and I do want to give her a shout out. There was a moment that I thought was really cool that she did. And it was after Michael had kind of opened up and taught. He said the line, you know, like, um, what a blessing it is to fall in love twice. I love that she came back. She wasn't, she's not this bachelorette or bachelor. And we've had these in the past two that just nod along mm-hmm. and like, just say, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing. She said, I want you to, and this has got to be huge. Like, obviously I've never lost a spouse, but I think a lot of spouses are afraid that their future relationships might be insecure with the love they've had in the past. And she looked at him, looked him in the eye and said, I will not be insecure. And I bet that was huge. Like I'm getting goosebumps. I bet that was huge for him because I'm sure that's something that is in the back of his mind. Like, you know, I have fallen in love with, he still called her, her, his wife. Like some women would not be okay with that. Someone might be insecure with that, but Katie reassured him was like, I will not be insecure with the relationship that you've had with your, you know, your past wife and all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool from her. I loved seeing that. I thought that was such a cool moment from Katie. Did you hear the line about his son? And I know that when I give yep. this rose, um, I I know that I'm like thinking of him as well. I mean, I I don't she, think she named him by name too, and I you know that meant the world to him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Well, well, this is the thing, and I I think this shows like it's 2021. People, it's a different Katie is a different bachelorette, right? I think there's a lot of things that past leads might have been phased by i mean i'm trying to remember who did she have the kids conversation with because i was shocked that we saw this conversation in week one where somebody asked her about kids and she said you know i could go either way i you know might be happy having them if someone didn't want to have them that would be okay if someone already had kids that's a very Mm -hmm. open-minded lead and i mean i remember becca saying i'm happy or she was shocked by that i think Um, So I think that a lot of these things are not phasing Katie because she genuinely is more open-minded in who she dates than maybe a lot of people would be. And I will say I was emotionally exhausted by the end of this episode, though. We had the dad talk with Greg last week. We had the Carl questions, the Thomas questions, the group date, Katie sharing her story there, all the guys opening up about heavy stuff. By the time we got, and Michael's story was so powerful, so moving. I'm crying yet again. And I'm like, I'm also just emotionally exhausted. <laughs> That's at this what point. Katie's feeling, you know? Like it's crazy. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a lot. And and those leads, like everybody always says, you know, like, would you be lead? Would you be the lead? And obviously, like, there are nobody would really turn that down, but it's not as easy as people think. Like it is one of the hardest. You get two or three hours of sleep. You constantly have to be on. These people are dropping some like huge trauma on you. And it's just, it's crazy. What the lead has to go through guys always give the lead grace always give the lead grace because it's incredibly difficult what they're going through so but katie's nailing it so far i think personally so for the record blake back in the day i thought you would have been an entertaining lead but i also do kind of think you would have cried a lot and we would have just seen <laughs> crying blake, crying blake which is entertaining again. to a degree right. so, which is been all right. over the board man right right <laughs> no but it's it's true like i we've seen many leads that don't listen well and I, mm-hmm. I would say I'm not trying to be just be on the Katie hype train, but I am. I am shamelessly on the Katie hype train. But in all seriousness, I think her listening skills are really standing out because mm-hmm. I think we've all seen leads where it's just they glaze over. 
you know, I joke about, thank you for sharing that with me, but like, this is heavy stuff being shared Mm -hmm. and the amount of things in one episode cycle that she had to listen to and process and really make people feel seen and heard in. I mean, I I was blown away by the listening skills. She's showing all of these guys. She is genuinely engaged in every conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that literally was like what we just watched really did only happen probably within 48 maybe 72 hours so like it's it there's not much turnaround like these these what you're seeing is like three days max four days between rose ceremonies so it's a lot for these leads um but yeah so michael gets the rose michael gets the rose it's wild to me that this episode only had one group date and one one-on-one and it lasted two hours that's how much like was happening no so i i was confused going into it i was like wait a minute so i've seen the promos for the group date i've seen the promos for michael a and i was like there's got to be one more piece of this, yeah. right? Like, yeah. where's the other group date? What's yeah. the other element of this? But no, I mean, it was just, I mean, we had the Carl stuff. To be fair, the Carl stuff was a full, like, half hour at the half beginning. Hour, yeah. mm-hmm. Into the guys talking to her, the guys clapping for John, justice for John. Uh, no, but that that was like a whole half hour, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I, was, I remember I texted Eric. I was like, was there only one group date? Like, that seemed like there wasn't much going A lot happened, it seemed like, in the episode. But actually, like, it was really only two dates. Um, but let's get it. So basically, the show ends with them confronting uh, Thomas. And that's kind of where it ends. And it looks like where it's going to pick up next. Um, and you you mentioned that there hasn't been an idiot that is admitted to wanting to be the bachelor, but he did tonight. He did. And I was waiting to see if that was Franken bit, if that was like just a, you know, yeah. they were able to edit it, but no, he, he said it, he, he straight it. up said it. And, uh, yeah. Shocking. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, I guess he was trying <laughs> to be now I'm trying to remember the Jed Jed never said he wanted to be bachelor, right? I don't Jed just so. said he thought about his music platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and I mean, I don't, I guess there's maybe a little bit of difference. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They're both, I, I, he, just the way Thomas went about it. I don't know. It just felt inauthentic. Like I, something about Thomas. Like, I think that is part of it too. If you're charming, like, so, you know, if a charming person says something terrible and then somebody who's not charming says it, like sometimes those charming people can get away with it. And I think Jed was charming when he said it. Uh, Thomas, well, not which, so much. which here's the thing. I can see Thomas getting away with it, not in a place where you're held accountable, right? Like I can see Thomas saying the right lines and where there's no accountability, no cameras, no whatever, but now it's all recorded. These guys aren't fucking around either. Like these guys are confronting everybody about everything. Like they're not sitting by and letting, they they kept saying it this episode a lot. They do seem like They said, we're protecting Katie. They kept mm -hmm. saying that word protect, yeah. And I will say, That's an easy line to say that normally I wouldn't buy, but I think that's what I liked about the Carl situation is it didn't feel to me with the Carl situation that they were just trying to knock somebody else out of the running to like keep, you know, keep them Mm -hmm. around longer. Like it didn't feel like that. It felt like they were genuinely upset that he had potentially shaken Mm -hmm. this and given her any reason to have insecurities be triggered or whatever. And they were like, we want you to feel reassured. Like I, I do think, obviously there's bad apples, but I do think this was a solid group. Um, you know, we'll see. Things could be dicier by the time yeah, we'll this gets here. But given <laughs> Katie's really... excitement for it, yeah. uh, I, well, I'm interested to see where we end up there because I think it is a good group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. So far, it's we're literally doing two episodes. We're very much right now like well, victims we, of the like now. We are, but I also want to point this out because I know people keep track of the super teaser at the beginning. 
I actually think we've been through more of the, especially like the wrong reasons drama of this season than people realize. Because if Mm -hmm. you go back and watch that preview, we've had the sociopath quote. We've had, I mean, like all those quotes that were like, wow, this season is full of drama. Um, I feel like most of those quotes have happened by now. So, I I mean, I think there's some good love stories, you know, clearly Michael A, big connection tonight. Blake showing up next week. Who knows? Yep. Um, so I, not this Blake, obviously. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. Right, spoiler. He's well, not I on did, Paradise, but yeah, he's on, on Katie season. season. <laughs> I did see a thread where someone did, uh, who does Katie end up with this season? Wrong answers only. And the answers range from Chris Harrison to Blake Horseman. He's not on Paradise because he's really with her, uh, which I thought was hysterical. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think we actually, like, Cody's gone. That ended real quick. Carl's gone. We'll see what happens with Thomas. But I actually think we're going to be on the other side. Obviously, the, from the super teaser, I think there's some pain, heartbreak, whatever mm-hmm. ahead. But I think a lot of the annoying kind of drama we're getting out of the way here. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Yeah. Uh, and that's usually what it, it, every season kind of is a lot of drama at the beginning and then turns into love. Let's hope that's the case. It seems um, like the last couple of seasons haven't though. So Matt didn't they do, do that. bring that back into yeah. this. Like, Matt was drama, 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 drama like, the whole damn time. Yeah. Like these last two episodes, like seeing the, like, I want to see that. So over the drama. Yeah. Listen, I thought about this tonight. This was a heavy episode, but when I thought about last season, I, and I said this week, one of this season, um, Matt James season got exhausting and not Matt James fault for reasons outside of his control, et cetera. But, but it got exhausting to the point where Monday rolled around and I would be like, Oh, wow. I I don't know. I just don't know if I can. And and I will say like, (laughs) what's Victoria going to do tonight? Yeah, exactly. But, but tonight was a lot, but I was like, you know what though? This is real life. This is like, it might Mm -hmm. be expedited. It might be early on. But this is real connections, real conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel miles better. That's not yeah. the right expression. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you, but, you uh, get yeah. the, the gist. I know what you're trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the preview did show a little bit more drama with Thomas. But I think once if Thomas maybe he sticks around, I don't know. But I, I think that so far, Katie's kind of gotten it rid of like she's the drama each out. week. Yeah, each yeah. week. So once Thomas she leaves, I think they're around. Yeah, yeah. I think there were going to be some we're going to see some genuine connections. But I am really excited for Blake to come. Blake Menard. That's how you say his last name, right? Menard. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, excited for Moines. him to come onto the show. Wrong Blake. Wrong Blake. Oh, my God. Moines. Moines. <laughs> We're getting everything. There's too many Blakes. There's now, too many Blake, Blakes. You heard it here first. Blake <laughs> Monar. Is Blake he Menard. involved? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blake. Which one was Blake Menard? Blake <laughs> Monard. All I know is I was last Blake season, Monard oh, I know, has a line of... Listen, Blake Monard will be so happy about this. He has a line of hair products. And he gave me his hair product. And yes. you know what? It is a good hair product. So I'm shouted out. <laughs> I'm going to have to get free. some from him. We're actually, Blake we're actually Instagram fans. We've fucking DM'd before. I'm an idiot. Get Blake some Moines. stadium hairstyle, whatever it's called. <laughs> he does have good hair. Blake, Blake Moines. Moines. So here's question. Yeah. Do you think, is Blake Moines going to be a Heather like last season? Is he going to seamlessly fit into the house? Is he going to be dramatically received? What do you think? So I think actually there's an answer for all three of those different answers. So I think I when I heard Blake had gone, I was really excited because I think they're great together. I think they're going to be great together. I don't think the guys are going to like be like, "Hey, Blake, welcome to the you know, welcome to the house." Has, has I think any, they're going to be any, pissed as hell. Has any alumni ever been welcomed in to like no, the house? No, no, no. Like well, so. Okay, no. But to be fair, and I I think this is a valid point. 
Nick Vial is obviously like a serious heavy hitter in the show. And so I think we all have Heather Fresh on the brain of like, oh no, not this. But it doesn't always go as short-lived as Heather. Like Actually, Nick Heather Vial was first. A, yeah, Heather was an exception in mm-hmm. that front. Like a lot of times when someone comes back, it, it is much more serious. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people should write it off. I will say though, it's going to be fascinating. These guys have been so unified. Mm-hmm. And so like we here for the right reasons, here for Katie, here for each other. Uh, we will see how it goes with Blake. I don't know. But yeah. it does seem like Blake does have like that personality that he would fit in great with this group. He agree, but I still don't think they will. Like, no, I, I think don't think they'll yeah. accept him. Okay, but it's yeah, like, he, he is a genuine. Like, I, he seems like a dude. Dude, interactions too. I've had had with him, it's like he's super genuine and yeah, like, too, nice. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've he, I've talked to him quite a few times. He's a guy's yeah. guy, and I think I'd love to sit down and have a beer with him. But I think the guys are going to hate him for coming in. But I think Katie's going to be very excited to see him. I will say mm-hmm. it's going to be episode. I'm making sure I'm kind of right. Four. Yeah. Like I will Four say, it, week, I, yeah. I don't know how it felt. In, I can't get over that it's a Hyatt, but I, I don't know how it felt in the Hyatt. <laughs> but uh, what I do know is that it feels very late, episode four. Like, it just feels like so it much is. has happened. And you think about, so also, also, can we talk about the Tasha element of it all? Because <laughs> yeah. the preview shows Tasha seemingly introducing it. So I'm mm-hmm. very fascinated to watch that dynamic. That'll be interesting to see yeah. if Tasha. What obviously we'll see what she said on camera, but it'll be interesting to see what they cut out because Tasha might have been like, "Yo, Blake's the man. Like, keep him around till the, you know, like you're gonna see he's so great. Like, she might have talked him up a ton to Katie. Maybe she does, and we'll see it. But uh, yeah, it is an interesting, I don't know, aspect that is a. Yeah, he's got like a leg up almost a little bit. Like you have the host like being like, "Yo, this is my ex, but he's great." You know, like that goes a long way. Right. Well, but it's also interesting because I've heard so many conversations about you have two beautiful women as hosts or mentors or whatever we want to call them. And there's been so many discussions about like, is that weird given that they're going after a female lead? Well, no, because Caitlin's in a happy relationship. Tasha's in a happy relationship. But it is interesting that Tasha technically has history with Blake Moynes. Yeah, technically yeah. you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's we'll going to be see. interesting to see next week. I'm excited because Blake's going to come in. Looks like we're going to get some Thomas drama. So, next week's episode, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't talk to Katie, but if you talk to Katie, tell her she's doing a great job for yeah. us. So, oh, Eric, you talk to her every once in a while. Yeah, right? I, t- I talk to her a, f- a few. A few. Yeah. But give, give, tell Katie, we think she's, she's doing great. great. Keep it up. Behind the Rose Big supports fans. her 100%. <laughs> yeah. Big fan since last season. Like, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She just keeps it real. Like, hey, I love her. Yeah, hope she, she eats I McDonald's she ends, and drinks whiskey and makes whiskey uh, <laughs> ice cubes. So it's like, listen, do I do want? know that McDonald's follows her on Instagram. So Ooh, I mean, I that's feel like follow. that's going great. <laughs> that's right? I want follow. a McDonald's follow. Yeah, Hello? What the f- <laughs> that's pretty great, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope she. I hope it ends the way she wants it, and she's all happy and everything. Fingers crossed. Uh, but thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate yeah, you coming you. on. Um, this is gonna air first thing in the morning tomorrow. So, man. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, yeah, real quick though, we it. always finish real quick. Right now, who are your top three for for Katie? Who are your top three for Katie? Okay, well, I, I think see, I got to make sure I'm not too influenced by the the feels of this episode. I think mm. Michael A. Solidly, um, not just because of the the date that we just witnessed. Um, I don't know. Connor B, I think is, is continues to be solid. You know, mm-hmm. obviously didn't get the first impression rose, but I think made a strong first impression. Um, yeah. I think Connor B is solid. Um, I'm going to say a pick that I feel like nobody is saying, but I feel like 
they had such a nice moment. I'm going to say an unconventional pick. I'm going to say Mikey P because I feel like people wrote off. In fact, I won't, again, we're not going to name the podcast, but some will know. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, There was a certain podcast that said, well, we all know Mikey P goes home next week because now that we got the virgin conversation out of the way, that's done. And I did not read it that way. Uh, Obviously he didn't go home that rose ceremony, but I felt like Katie and Mikey really hit it off and showed that like, it's not about like maximum sexual partners or something like that's not what this is about. That's not what Katie's about. And I feel like they actually had a very nice connection. So I'm going to say an unconventional choice and say Mikey P uh, based on what we've seen up till this point. That's a solid dark horse. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Mikey P gets a one-on-one. I think he could possibly get a one-on-one at some point this season, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, I still think, I still think Greg's up there. Uh, I think Michael just jumps way like I, he jumped out of nowhere up there. Uh, and I guess I'll put Connor in there, but I think Blake Moines is going to make a huge impression well, this week. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, are we fact? I guess we can factor in Blake. I, guess I feel like Blake was not talked about initially because it's like the surprise, right? Though right. he's in the teasers. Well, he we was can in put the Blake after the first week, and it's right. like, why, why hasn't he been in the show yet? Yeah. No, I know. But I think in interviews and everything, there was no Blake Moynes mentions. I think it was like, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. now from the teasers, okay, we're about to get there. So sure, we'll put Blake Moynes in the Okay. House. All right. Eric, who do you got? Um, Connor, Greg, and I'll go Blake. Okay. Because I just right. see Blake and Katie being perfect fit. Yeah, I think they're going to be great together too. So mm-hmm. we'll I, see. I will also say, I still think there's guys that we... Like, is Trey still there? I think Trey's still there. I like Trey I, a lot. I like Trey a lot. Um, I also think Justin the is ball perhaps the like, uh, is Justin going to be a late bloomer? Like my late bloomer, I say like week three. But, you know, the same <laughs> way Michael A came out of nowhere, like is Justin going to come out of nowhere? Because that painting was a move. You know, I still who, like you know that was a good S move. I do well. remember the Andrew S. I and like Andrew the S. No, we yeah. can't even. It, here's the thing: there was only one group date in this episode, so the guys yeah. who aren't in this group date—that's what I'm saying. We're they're not top of mind, but Andrew S. is up there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There were a lot of people who didn't get screen time, and we're all this episode, and we're always like victims of you know the present and the current. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see because I think you're right. There's gonna be some guys that we, I mean, Jason. Was a dark yeah. horse, but that man didn't get any screen time till episode till like six. six. And look at him yeah. now, you know? Yeah. Listen, I, I freaked out for a second because I thought Jason was somebody on this season. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> all the guys. I was like, I don't remember a Jason. And I, I was about to feel bad. Got it. Jason. Oh, yeah. Jay started. Yeah. yeah. He was, he came out of nowhere on my season. So um, you, we always have one of those. So um, we'll see a lot to come. Uh, but yeah, man, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Thank thanks. you so much. It was nice yeah. to officially meet you. Uh, I'm yes, sure we'll see you. Uh, yeah, same. I know. We'll be out Same in San Diego, man. Yeah. Wait, you do Actually, live in Yeah, you live in San He's in LA. No, in LA. I live in LA, but virtually at this point. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I've been, yeah. I feel like I've been there seven times this year. <laughs> yeah. um, the thing is, it's so easy to go. You know Diego. what I'm saying? Um, and like, here's the thing I tell people. There's a lot of great people and environments in LA, but it's not as easy of a city to kind of just spontaneously, like it's so spread out. Traffic is much worse. Reservations are much harder. So you kind of can't have like a, Oh, what are you doing this Saturday afternoon? It's not as easy Mm -hmm, to just mm -hmm. spontaneously, whatever, like it is in San Diego. But someone told me actually, John, 
told me blended San Diego. Yes, is that man, you? Come out to blend I mean, not just blend. you, but are you are you blended? No, I'm the headliner, man. I'm yeah. the headliner. It is you. Blake Horseman <laughs> presents <Yeah>. blended. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, will be uh opening up for old chain smokers. Yeah, there. chain smokers, October. Um, God, was it 13th? 12th Listen, They 13th? are so fun. I feel like they are so basic in like whatever the basic like white boy DJ look, but they are so fun. Oh, you Have haven't you seen, seen anything yet. Like, Oh, you think uh, you think they're basic? Just wait till you see wait, my wait set. Wait till you see his set. <laughs> it's Blake Horseman presents Blended. That's what I'm telling everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you never know who's coming up in that set. Beyonce yeah, might be there. That's what we're I gonna hear. Be rolling, we're going to be rolling very deep on we're that We're going to be rolling deep to that one. It's October 15th and 16th. What is the vibe of this? It's, it's a, a blend. It's a wine, wine and food, food festival, and festival with with a lot of like pretty solid acts. Like no, I was looking through the lineup. I was trying. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Wine and EDM is a combination. I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more of a tequila, you know, music festival pairing. <laughs> but I'm open. I'll stay it's open. It's going to be interesting. Be tequila the- there. Yeah, but it's the first of its kind. It really is like the first of its kind. So it's going to be exciting because they're there. It really is like only the second year they've ever done it, I think. Second year yeah. they've ever and done it. It's in three cities now. It's in three cities. So. Yeah. Um, Nashville, Austin, and um, San, Diego. San Diego. So it's going to be really fun, man. So you should definitely make it out for that. It's going to be wild. Though, are those not like the it cities people moved to in the yeah. pandemic? Yeah. yeah. Oh my so God. Pumped. Especially I'm playing Nashville all three. And Austin. Yeah. Playing all Nashville three. Nashville and Austin, low key, were like, if your life's not working out in LA, Boy, do we have a relocation for you, Austin. <laughs> Love all of you in Austin. So sorry. I'm done. That's a terrible so place to, to wrap this up, but so true. All right. Anyway, we love you in Austin. Good luck. Uh, enjoy the humidity. Mm, oh, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, man, no, we'll, we'll, we'll officially, and then I'll hop on Clubhouse one of these nights too. Hop on Clubhouse. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll have some fun. I've tried. There, so. I've tried. I've tried. We'll probably we'll do it see now. you on we'll do it now. Clubhouse uh, in an hour or so. Oh, no, because here's the thing, though. I <laughs> just kidding. I, I feel like IRL life has so resumed that the funny thing is, like, there was this group. So it was like Katie is a random ass group. Katie, Chris Randone, Tammy Lee from Peter C's, like random people that hit it off. And we spent so many nights in like private clubhouse rooms. But now everyone's lives look so different. We're not yeah. sitting at home. Yeah. Damn it. You know what I was going to say about Thomas? I wanted some like, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, CNN shit of like, we're not letting you off the hook to get answers from Thomas. That's what I wanted watching. I wanted Don Lemon to be like, let's circle back. So how many women did you sleep with? And in what proximity to the show? That's what we needed in that moment. But, yeah. you know, yeah. well, I think we'll, hopefully we'll get that. Hopefully we'll get some answers for next episode. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll let you go to bed on the East Coast. Yeah, we'll let Eddie go to sleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, thanks again. We'll have you on again. Maybe probably for sure Paradise. So Yeah, sounds fine. Fun, so. Cool, man. Have a good summer. Talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time behind the rose.